And welcome to episode 74 of the Get More Sports Podcast. My name is Doug McCain. Thanks for rocking with us once again on today's episode. The Cowboys get carved up on Thanksgiving. I'm going to tell you about the locker room blow up that took place after the game and why Jason Garrett will not be fired by Jerry Jones before season's end. And then you got a big scandal in hockey. We're headed to the ice on this one. Tell you about a scandal with the Calgary Flames. Got some college football, NBA topics, topics on topics, takes on takes here on episode 74 of the Get More Sports podcast. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review the podcast wherever you get your podcast these days. And then right after the show, head to YouTube Give me all your takes right down below in the comment section. So go to YouTube, give me your takes so I can read them off on the show. Last episode, I asked about Urban Meyer. Should he be the coach of the Cowboys? Maddie Mudd said no because he'll die on the field. That's a little extreme, but got a jam-packed show. Lots to get into, so let's get right into it. It's showtime. Are you ready? Let's get it on. And we're going to start in Big D, where the Cowboys got carved up by the Buffalo Bills. And the Buffalo Bills are no joke. I'm here to tell you, the Buffalo Bills are for real. That offense, that defense, really like that team, led by McDermott. But, hey, it was all about the Dallas Cowboys, and their struggles continue. Dak Prescott did not play well yesterday. Two turnovers by Dak Prescott. I don't know if he didn't eat his Campbell's chunky soup, but he was not bringing it yesterday. Ezekiel Elliott, he had a solid game, but this team is clearly not rallying around Jason Garrett. Jason Garrett, before the game started, it was reported that – Jerry Jones and the Dallas Cowboys are going to be sticking with Jason Garrett regardless of what happened yesterday. But, hey, yesterday was a laugher. Like I said, they got carved up. A lot. They lose 26-15. to 15. Jerry Jones, he was getting very emotional after the game. You could see the tears in his eyes. Here's Jerry Jones right after the game. Well, I'm saying here, uh, uh, I know Jason very well. I've had a wonderful opportunity to spend a football life with him. So I know him very well. And uh, you know, without a doubt, you've seen it. Nobody is uh, wants Jason, wants it to go. Uh, and I'm going to tell you this right now, he's got my back too. Okay. And I know that too. And he does have my back. This is disappointing. Before we started this game today, we said this team's going to be tough to beat. Buffalo's a good team. Uh, we certainly got the momentum. We got the wind taken out of us there in the back part of that second quarter. And uh, we just didn't get it back. They got it done. That's all I'm saying. This is not the time. Uh, for me, I'm looking ahead at another ball game, and I'm looking ahead at winning four or five straight, five straight, and helping write a story that uh, they'll talk about how it looked like you were down and out and got it done. And I mean that. I mean that. That's the way that I'm operating. Every decision that I make over the next month will be with an eye in mind to get us in the Super Bowl now. And I would normally. Now, I just want to say, Jerry Jones, as a character, I love you, man. I can listen to you talk all day, every day, but did you just say the word Super Bowl and Dallas Cowboys this year? Are you kidding me? The Dallas Cowboys have no shot of making it to the Super Bowl this year, and it's not Dak Prescott, it's not Jason Garrett, it's all thanks to Jerry 
Jones. Jerry Jones has been a pioneer for the game. Jerry Jones is one of the reasons why the NFL is the biggest league on the planet, but he's also the reason why the marquee franchise has been an absolute joke for going on two decades. He's the guy that could not stay out of Jimmy Johnson's way, and he's the reason why Jimmy Johnson, one of the best football coaches in history, he won a national championship at Miami, won back-to-back -back Super Bowls in the NFL, and Jimmy Johnson was like, I can't take it. I cannot work alongside Jerry Jones. And Jimmy Johnson, he's Mr. How About Them Cowboys. Everybody, you did one hell of a job. And the only thing else I got to say is, how about them Cowboys? Yeah! And now it's like, how about them losing seasons for the Dallas Cowboys? It's how about them long, cold winters without Super Bowl appearances? And I'm going to give you the get more sports fact of the day. Since Jimmy Johnson left the Dallas Cowboys, the Cowboys have a record of 215 and 181. 215 and 181. That is their record since Jimmy Johnson left the Cowboys. Terry Bradshaw feels the same way. Terry Bradshaw went in on the Cowboys yesterday. Here's him talking about the post Jimmy Johnson era in Dallas. He's been with the Cowboys for nine years as their head coach. In that same frame of time, there are six other coaches who have, are still head coaches in the NFL who have been to the Super Bowl. Jason has not done that yet. I don't think he's, he's never, in my opinion, has been the coach for this team. If he just go back the last week on the 11-yard line going in to score, instead of going for it on fourth down when the score was 13 to 9, what'd they do? Kick the field goal, 13 to 6. Kick the field goal. Didn't get aggressive. Didn't go after. And that sim seems to be his MO. And I don't think that Jerry Jones is going to pick a different coach. He's not going to hire another Jimmy Johnson. He doesn't want someone that wants control of football operations, picking the players, so on and so forth. He doesn't want a Bill Parcells, who is just like Jimmy. He's not going to pick that kind of coach. Therefore, I'm afraid he's going to get another Jason Garrett, and we're going to see the same thing. This team has not been relevant since that guy was the head coach. So it is a disaster in Big D, and I'm afraid to say this. But Jerry Jones, if you do not change your ownership style, if you do not change the way you run your franchise, the Dallas Cowboys are never going to win any big-time games. They're never going to win any conference championships, any Super Bowls while you're alive. You're going to go to your grave having built this football palace, the most magnificent stadium, the most magnificent, valuable, marquee franchise, and you will not see another Super Bowl until you change the way you run your show. Because look, that does not work anymore. You hire the experts, you hire the guys that have a history and that know what they're doing, and you stay out of the way. That is the only way to do it. You got to trust the people you hire because, look, even if you get another coach, they are going to be micromanaged. They are not going to like your ownership style. Do you think Urban Meyer is going to go in there and want to be micromanaged by Jerry Jones? Is he going to want to have an influence on everything? Because that is not how you get it done today. And I'm sad to say this, but Dallas Cowboy fans, if I were you, I'd be looking only at Jerry Jones. Not the players, not the coaches, nothing but Jerry Jones and that front office of the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> And a little update on the Houston Astros cheating scandal. Like I said, call them whatever you want. You can call them the Houston Trastros, call them the Houston Asterisks. 
But whatever it is, evidence continues to mount against the Astros. The debacle is getting even deeper. And as a new report sheds new light on a story about beaming lights with the Houston Astros. According to SNY's Andy Martino, the New York Yankees complained to Major League Baseball about blinking lights in center field during Game 6 of the 2019 American League Championship Series at Houston's Minute Maid Park. Quote, the blinking ceased after the early innings, Martino wrote. The Yankees also suspected that Houston was alternating whistling and hand signs depending on the inning and that the type of whistling varied depending on the pitch. The Yankees' complaint about the Astros' whistling was revealed during the ALCS when Martino reported it on October 16th between games three and four. Now, the funny thing about this is A.J. Hinch, you know, the guy that's saying, oh, you guys are crazy. Put on your tinfoil hats. You guys must be out of your mind. Well, it looks like there's some truth to this report. Here was A.J. Hinch responding to the allegations during the series. Man, I'm glad you asked that question. And I thought it would come up today. Um, and it's, you know, we talked about this the other day. And in, in, in reality, it's a joke. But, um, you know, Major League Baseball does a lot to ensure the, the fairness of the game. Um, there's people everywhere. If you go through the dugouts and the clubhouses and the, and the hallways, there's, like, so many people around that, <clears throat> that are doing this. And then, you know, when I get contacted about... Um, some questions about whistling, it made me laugh um, because it's ridiculous. And and had I known that that it would take something like that to 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 set off the Yankees or any other team, we would have practiced it in spring training, <laughs> and we would have got you know because it's it's you know it, it apparently works even when it doesn't happen. So um, to me, I understand the gamesmanship. I understand. Um, Kind of creating a narrative for yourself or wondering how things are going now the game in question you know we got three hits and no runs um and so i just, you know nobody heard it you guys have audio video people people in places and nothing and there's no evidence of anything so um to the yankees you know there's there's no nothing bad going on And you see A.J. Hinch out there laughing. I don't think this is funny anymore. I don't think this is a laughing matter for Major League Baseball. I don't think this is a laughing matter for the Houston Astros. Only people that are going to be laughing is all the fans when they vacate that title from the Houston Astros because now we're talking about beaming lights, banging trash cans, cameras in the outfield. Evidence continues to mount, and I want you to go back. Watch the 16-second mark. At the 16-second mark, A.J. Hinch, right before he's about to say the fairness in baseball, he pauses, he takes one gigantic gulp, and to me, he does not look like he's very truthful there. I mean, A.J. Hinch looks about as comfortable as a trash can in the Astros' dugout or a female reporter in the Astros' locker room after the game. I think that Major League Baseball, they have so much evidence that's starting to mount. They have enough to implicate them. They have enough to prove that they cheated. The Astros better come clean. And if they don't, you give them an opportunity to come clean. You give them an opportunity to say, look, we took it too far. We were ruthless. What we did was wrong. If they don't, then you seriously consider vacating that 2017 World Series. Because look, what else are they going to do? Hit them with a $2 million fine? That's like you getting a little parking ticket at home. It's going to mean nothing to them. I have a question for you. 
What would be the penalty if someone got caught stealing 100, 200, 300 million dollars? What would be the penalty for that, right? Because how much revenue did the Astros build? How much revenue did that World Series generate? Everything from brand equity to gate sales to revenue, all of those dollars that were coming in, that was all because of winning. The cheating led to winning, the winning led to revenue. So, Major League Baseball, you need to bring the hammer down on Houston. I've said it before, I'll say it again, and just to recap, we had the trash can banging, we had the whistling, we had the camera in the center field wall, we had the DVD that showed the television screen, the monitor, the towel over the camera, the evidence is piling up and piling up, the latest example is the beaming lights, the beaming lights, and the Get More Sports podcast has obtained exclusive footage of those beaming lights that the Astros were using to cheat in the 2019 ALCS. Okay, okay, that was actually a laser light show from the Vici concert a couple years ago. But that just shows how ridiculous this story has gotten at this point. We've gone from whistling to trash cans to cameras in the center field wall to now lights beaming out of the center field wall. And I think Rob Manfred and Major League Baseball, they need to turn the lights off on the Houston Astros. The Houston Astros need to have a very dark next five to ten years because what they've done is they've messed with the integrity of the game. And Major League Baseball has a long, dark history of scandal and cheating. From the Black Sox to Pete Rose to steroids, they went from PEDs to LEDs, and Rob Manfred could take a stand. He could show future generations that we're not going to tolerate cheating in Major League Baseball. We're going to see how he does it. We're going to see how this scandal will define his legacy, and I just hope that Rob Manfred isn't sitting there saying to himself, look, Bud Selig made it to the Hall of Fame, even with the whole steroid scandal. So I hope he takes his stand, and we're going to find out, is he the fox guarding the hen house? Is he the guy that's just a mouthpiece for the owners? I hope that Rob Manfred comes up and he throws that hammer down on the Houston Astros, and it's for the betterment of baseball. And next, we're going to talk about Kyrie Irving, who was in his feelings after the Nets-Celtics game the other day. You know that Boston, the Boo Birds, were going to be out, and they did not disappoint. They went hard on Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving went hard on Instagram. My man's wrote a whole ass novel as his Instagram story. And my favorite thing about it was it looked like the opening credits from Star Wars. It was reminiscent of that opening crawl where you see the text flying through the galaxy. I just wanted that thing to start with a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. And I was thinking, what would Kyrie's Star Wars movies be called? I like A New Hoop. Or how about The Uncle Drew Strikes Back? Or I like this one, The Return of the Flat Earther. 
But I'm going to read you guys the whole thing right here. Here it goes. Kyrie says, it happens all the time, and tonight just shows how sports and entertainment will always be ignorant and obtrusive. It's one big show that means very, very little in the real world that most people live in because there are actually things that matter going on within it, like figuring out life that means more to you than a damn ball going into a hoop or learning how to grow up being in a fishbowl of a society based on your popularity level as a person, or even dealing with becoming the leader of your family after someone's passing and not knowing how to deal with life after it happens. But this game of sports entertainment matters more than someone's mental health and well-being, right? Or the real life things that happen to people every day, but they still have to perform for the NBA and its fans, right? It's all about doing it for the fans and the organization that love you so much. Think again. It's a game, and it's promoted as a fandom experience for ticket buyers and viewers at home while defacing who people truly are as people, then spat out all over these media networks as valuable food for thought while they actually believe that their opinions hold weight to real cultural leaders that speak and act for change. One big gimmick with some smoke and mirrors. I'll always be the one that takes the stand and speaks on the truth every time, though. A purposeful and spiritually led life with all, will always be bigger and more meaningful than any sports arena or any entertainment space. This game isn't meant to be controlled and shown as a drama. It's meant to show the love. Love for the art is the only damn thing that keeps the purest people in the giant sports slash entertainment circus. Don't fall for the game that's played in front of you as entertainment. It'll never be as serious dealing with life. And I know what you're thinking. Is this an audio book or a podcast? Because that was a full-blown novel right there. And everyone's saying, hey, Kyrie, just shut up. Just shut up and play basketball. And I'm saying, Kyrie Irving, speak your mind if you want to. This is a free country. If he wants to go to Instagram and pop off like that, I'm totally cool with it. Because, hey, he's the guy who's averaging 28-7-5. He's the elite player. He's very gifted. I'm telling you, he has the best handles in the history of the NBA. But at the same token, you have the right to boot. You have the right to go and sit in your seat and boo Kyrie Irving if you want. But hey, when you're as talented as Kyrie Irving, you have to put up with some drama. That's how stars are. Superstars are going to superstar. Just have to take it. Kyrie Irving is the guy that averaged 27 points in the 2016 NBA Finals. Kyrie Irving is the guy that beat that Warriors team. He's the guy that stepped up and hit one of the most clutch shots in the history of the NBA. He's Mr. Fourth Quarter. He's Mr. O overtime. He's Kyrie-diculous. Kyrazzle-dazzle. This guy is the ankle breaker himself. And sure, Boston's having a good year without Kyrie Irving. Well, let's see if they can hit shots in the playoffs. We'll see when it's crunch time in June if they have guys that can step up and hit shots like Kyrie Irving. Because the NBA is about which guys are willing to take and make those shots. And Kyrie has proven he's one of the guys in this league that can hit those shots. So I am not mad at Kyrie Irving. You're going to have all these haters out there saying, oh, this just cements his reputation as a problem child, that this guy is a locker room cancer. I don't buy any of that. Kyrie Irving is worth the price of admission. So yeah, Kyrie Irving might get you a headache, but he'll also get you a Kyrie ring. 
Kyrie Irving, there's not a lot of guys I'd rather have out there in the fourth quarter hitting clutch shots. One of the clutchest guys in the game. So, hey, Kyrie, guess what? You can go to Instagram. You can go to Twitter. Get your thoughts out there. It's nice to see an introspective, intellectually superior athlete out there, not a guy that just wants to go out there and hoop. I'm interested to hear his thoughts, so I have no problem with the Kyrie Irving just as long as you're still balling. As long as you're balling, you can say what you want and do what you want. But before we wrap here today, I want to hit you with the Get More Sports Fact of the Day. Tomorrow is the game, Ohio State versus Michigan, number one versus number 13. Why does everyone care about this rivalry? I'll tell you why. Michigan has more wins than any college football program in history, and Ohio State is fifth most. They have a combined 168 All-Americans, 10 Heisman Trophy winners, 79 conference championships, and the schools have combined for 19 national champions. The Buckeyes have been dominant over the last 18 years. Tomorrow, I'm going with the Ohio State Buckeyes. I would not be surprised if Michigan shocks the world tomorrow and beats Ohio State. I think Ohio State finds a way to get it done. But that is going to do it for Episode 74 of the Get More Sports Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review the podcast wherever you get your podcast these days. Have a great rest of your weekend, and I'm out.